0: welcome in everybody you are listening to the hippies and cowboys podcast we are bringing you the best in the country music world like nobody else will tell it yeah and uh we got a loaded episode coming up for you yeah mike's also here joining us for the intro the you show. bet i like to skip them sometimes and, uh we have a we're really excited to uh, joining us for the intro today is uh lyndon lasitza from Metocracy and uh I checked out, I, I seen, seen an article about this app on uh, Twitter, went down the rabbit hole, and I checked this out, and I think the idea is absolutely cool as fuck, so I reached out to Lyndon, sent a message, and uh, he's here today to tell us a little bit about Medocracy and what all, that's, what all that's about, so thanks for joining us, Lyndon.
1: No, thank you for having me. First time caller, long time listener.
0: Hey, right on, <laughs> right on. So uh, why, don't you, uh, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and just tell us all about uh, how the business got going and what Meatocracy is all about.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, well, I guess Meatocracy sort of spanned from uh, what we saw as, as a disconnect between local livestock producers or livestock producers and consumers. Um, And we were always, you know, developing the app with local food in mind and and the increased demand for for local food that we saw. Um, And and then we got into a situation where COVID sort of hit and it sort of propelled us to, you know, further our plans and, and, and get everything going a lot faster. Uh, we we just saw like for for cattle producers anyway the the price at the farm gate sort of bottomed out there so I mean currently it's around a, a buck thirty a live weight pound in Canada about a dollar a live weight pound in the U S and at, at those prices there it's uh, you know the margins are tight for producers right now and sometimes it's it's a uh, it's actually a losing proposition uh, to to be a cattle producer so we set out uh, to develop a system where. Uh, you know, livestock producers can market their product directly to consumers in a way where they're in complete control of the the entire supply chain. So our goal is to localize the supply chain, which allows producers to sell directly to consumers. But we're not middlemen in the sense where we don't buy products, source it from producers, and then resell it to consumers. We provide a platform that allows producers to do everything on their own. So as a livestock producer, if you want to, you know, if you've been selling to consumers locally for for a while. We provide a better system to organize, take online payments, that kind of stuff. But if you're just dabbling and you just want to get into that idea of like selling direct to, to consumers, uh, you can sign up with a Metocracy account, it's very simple to do. Uh, you can set the radius of the market you want to serve and and that uh, you can dictate if you want to offer delivery or, or a pickup, you can do both. If you want to deliver, um, you can set a a base fee or a dollar per mile or kilometer fee uh, so that you can deliver to the consumers. You set the price of your product. It's really up to you. You determine if you want to sell certain cuts of meat or if you want to sell a a quarter beef or a half side of beef. It's up to you. And, you know, once a consumer goes online, they just do like any other shopping experience. They can see the different uh, producers in their area that are selling product. They can go on, they can check out what they have to offer, they can buy whatever they want online. And at the day, end of the day, the farmer is the one who's going to deliver it to your door as a consumer. So, you know, very much with the, the producer in mind saying, you know, it, it's, it's right now, like I said, it's tough times out there in the livestock industry. And we're just trying to give uh, producers a, an opportunity to, you know, earn some more money and, and have that money go directly into their pockets and support local communities.
2: Awesome. And I mean, around here, too, I'm in Iowa and obviously there's a ton of of uh, cattle and and uh, meat production down here in farmers. Um, but something I hear a lot more towards Iowa City Um bigger town is people kind of wanting to know where their where their meat is coming from. So this seems like a really cool way to be like I know exactly where my meat's coming from. It's coming from this producer right up the road. So say I, I'm like that and I want to I want to get uh get in, get on board. Um, what would I have to do? Like what's my first step to uh to get some get some meat on my doorstep from uh from up the road here. <laughs>
1: it's easy all you got to do is if you're someone looking to buy meat and say it's either beef or bison or hog or you say you know chicken uh turkey uh lamb goat whatever you just download the meatocracy app it, it it's just an app in the app store it's in the google play in the apple store it'll take you a minute to download um and after that you just go through a sign up feature it, it's it's really quick it takes take you a couple minutes you put in your name your address you know information that is required if if you are getting delivery to your door they need to know where you live so i mean that's kind of information and once you're on the app you can just check the local producers in your area and if you are looking for beef you find a beef producer you find someone who you know is interesting to you or maybe he's got a good price or a good deal going on you buy from them that money goes directly into their bank account and they deliver it to your door it's really that easy and you said you said bison Bison, yeah. So I uh, we we got bison here. It's uh that's 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 a. Uh, like I said we, we we don't do just beef. We we do cover the whole gambit. So I mean you know if you if you never had bison or a bison burger, uh, I recommend you try it. It's fantastic. It's a nice lean meat. So uh you know if uh your your keto, it's keto friendly. Let's put it that way. Awesome. It really it
0: really is that easy. I mean I downloaded the app and just and you know, showing some guys I work with. And so we were all downloading it and checking, checking out all the, all the different, uh, online stores kind of, cause that's, that's kind of what it's like is it's, you can select your own online store from say this producer and then go on to his page and, uh, you know, read through all the information. There's all, you know, all kinds of different stuff and they're all raised differently. You can kind of, some of them I've seen, you can kind of customize your cuts and everything like yeah. <laughs> just incredibly easy to use as a producer and, and, I think at, or sorry, as a consumer, and but I think uh, as a producer, if, if people really start to realize how simple it is, and you know, take the extra time to uh, to make their online store look good, I think I think it'll really take off for them.
1: Well, we work with the producers as well to help them optimize their stores. So I mean, if you're if you're a farmer, livestock producer who wants to to sign on and start selling directly to, to people, and say, for example, you you want to cover that. You know, Calgary area, or if you want to cover, you know, Sioux City or, or whatever, you can just simply ex- expand your market and say, okay, this is the area that I want to cover. I want to go into this city, or I want to go into this area and and, and market to these people. It takes you a, literally a, a few minutes to sign up to the app. Um, you can create an online store uh, in minutes. I mean, and then after that, it's the hardest part about the process is is determining, you know, how much you're going to sell, like what quantities you want to sell. If you want to do like very specific cuts of meat, like, you know, beef lo- or say, uh, uh, you know, tenderloin, or if you want to do, um, you know, ribeye steaks or T-bone steaks, that's great. You can do that. You can sell ground, ground beef, whatever. Uh, if you want to sell like a quarter of a cow or, uh, or a half side of beef or whatever, you can just set that as well. Um, it's really up to you. Um, they determine their entire product selection that they want to offer. They put in their prices. We help you with the imagery to make your storefront look really nice, and in a matter of you know say twenty minutes start to finish you're selling to uh local consumers it's 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 pretty um, it's pretty quick and easy to do
0: and that's awesome that you guys that you guys actually help out the producers um build their profile. Cause I mean, you know, some producers may not be as tech savvy as the three of us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the two of you, I mean, I'm not the tech savvy, but you know, we do, we, we help everyone with the process. There are some people, livestock producers are really good at producing animals. That's what they do. Right. I mean, but, but there's some people in their operation who might be really good at marketing and we see a lot of that as well. Those people who are good at marketing and have a good thing going already, this is just a chance for them to maybe increase their market outside of what they've built already. But for people who've never tried marketing direct before, this is a really quick and easy way for them to get on board and start uh, start selling animals.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> I think it's like we're, we're straight up looking at the future of uh, like the meat industry. like.
1: Well, we, we we hope so. Like I said, right now with the current system, producers are are is, you know in, in between a rock and a hard place. You know, there's a lot of producers that don't even have a market to sell into. Some of these um, slaughterhouses, processing facilities have been you know impacted heavily by COVID. There's been outbreaks there that sort of shut down the supply chain, especially in the beef sector. And there's a lot of guys sitting on a lot of animals that they just don't have an opportunity to move. Right, and and you know that impacts their bottom line. Uh, they still have to feed those animals. Um, you know, if you feed them, overfeed them, thing, if they get over a certain weight or a certain age, then their value drops substantially. So, you know, it, it, any way that we can help them provide an alternative market and get more beef on their meat on the table, that's that's a win for us, right? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Well, yeah. I, I mean as like I said, as soon as uh consumers and producers really realize just how easy it is to uh connect with each other and, you know, get meat to the dinner table at a fair price using meatocracy, like this thing is gonna blow right up. So that's have a heck of <laughs> heck of an idea here. Perfect. Thank you. Well thank guys. you so
2: much for joining us and, and talking through uh what meatocracy is all about and hope a lot of people go check it out because it's it's really, really cool idea and yeah, it's gonna help everybody. So
0: sweet.
1: I think so. So, yeah, appreciate the interest uh, guys and and uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear the rest of the show.
0: Right on. Alright, once again, this episode of the podcast has been brought to you by Meatocracy. Head on over to the App Store and download that thing and sign up, both completely free. Go on and check out how easy that thing is to use. Get your freezer filled up, and most importantly, support local farmers. Meatocracy, power to the producer. Of course, I am your host, Garrett And joining me is your co-host, Mike, down there in Iowa. We are the Hippies and Cowboys podcast, bringing you the best in the country music world like nobody else will tell it. Like I said at the start of that little interview there, this is an absolutely loaded episode. We are so excited for you guys to hear this one. Joining us today is Barstool Sports' own Uncle Chaps. You'll hear a little bit more about what Chaps is all about and what he does for Barstool Sports during the podcast. But, before we get to that, we will be featuring tunes today from an artist that has three big fans in Chaps, Mike, and myself. My fellow Canadian, the one and only, Colter Wall. We will all be getting a new record from him on August 28th, and we have already heard the first single off of that new record, the title track, Western Swing and Waltzes. You guys will be hearing that one a little later on in the show. But to kick things off, we are so excited to have the opportunity to share with you the second single from the upcoming record, and this one is titled Cowpoke.
3: I'm lonesome but happy Rich but I'm broke and the good Lord knows the reason I'm just a cowpoke From Cheyenne to Douglas The ranges I know cause I drift with the wind No one cares where I go Got a dime in these old worn out jeans so i'll stop eating steak and i'll go back to beans i'll pick up a ten spot in prescott i know riding the bronx in the big rodeo Even springtime of Philly, I'll find. I might Spend all summer With her on my mind but I'll never be branded And never be broke I'm a carefree range Riding, drifting, cowpoke
0: Alright everybody, welcome in. You just heard Cowpoke from old Coulter Wall there. We are proud to play that one for you. And sitting down with us today is uh, Barstool Sports' own Uncle Chaps. We'll just refer to you as Chaps from now on <laughs> so we don't have to call you Uncle the whole time. But. Yeah, would be weird. <laughs> well, yeah, it would be a little weird. Uh, but welcome into the show and uh, why don't you take, uh, take this opportunity to introduce everybody uh, to yourself and what you're about sure i'm
4: chaps i work at barstool sports i host a show on sirius xm from four to five eastern time on channel 85 i'm also the host of zero blog 30 which is barstool sports military podcast for three years in a row we've been the number one military podcast in the world i write (laughs) blogs about a wide range of subjects from sports to fucking pumpkins to basically (laughs) Possibly imagine under the sun to include Orlando Bloom's dick. So it's kind of like a <laughs> wide range of subjects that I get into. But one of my favorite things to write about, even though it doesn't get a whole lot of clicks, is liquor cabinet music, is what I call it. Um, so I have a playlist that I call liquor cabinet music that I play on my radio show usually on Fridays. And what that is, is basically music uh, at the end of the day. I spent almost 10 years in the Marine Corps, and at the end of the day on Friday, All the guys, all the ladies had gone home. It would be me, the company commander, and the first sergeant. And we would sit down. We would pull a little whiskey out of the captain's drawer. And we would sit down play a little bit of tunes. Something to relax and kind of unwind with the week. That's what liquor cabinet music is to me. That's the epitome of Coulter Wall.
0: Ooh. Hell yeah. Wow. Hell yeah. Did you
4: have that
2: scripted, dude? Jesus. Yeah, no shit. No, one take. That's how we do it, baby. Wow. (laughs) For the record, that was his fifth take, so... (laughs)
0: Uh, i love i love that though liquor cabinet music i'm gonna i might i might steal that one that's 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 a great that's a great way to put it
2: (laughs) and then then after after you've dug into the liquor cabinet too deep and uh you turn on bald butte and shut off all the lights Hmm. that's
4: for me i know i'm too deep in liquor cabinet music whenever i start watching live stevie ray vaughn uh, <laughs> that's what i know i'm like okay i need to dial it back some stevie ray vons on my tv that's when it needs to come back a notch oh that's awesome
2: <laughs> yeah that's oh, dude man. so obviously like the, the whole thing that caught our eye and the reason that you're chatting here with us today is so culture wall released it was what western swing and waltzes oh. um and we saw the like official barstool page like it wasn't a subset of barstools like the actual barstool posted on like every social media platform that he released this single and from us like we're not used to these artists getting attention like that especially from like barstool fucking sports you know so -hmm. we're like holy shit texting each other like did you see this did you see this so garrett's like i'm gonna figure out what's behind it and i think after some digging he found out you were behind it it it
0: wasn't wasn't too much digging, yeah. right? On the article, I mean, yeah. I've
4: always kind of liked music <laughs> like that, so I, I guess I was sitting around one night and just going through different YouTube videos and things like that, and stumbled across Tyler Childers about oh, yeah, probably about mm-hmm. three years ago. And yep. I remember thinking, good god, man, like this guy is so different. I know how it happened, it was through Chris Stapleton. I was watching a Chris Stapleton mm. live show, and then Tyler, I think, opened up for him at some point. And then I fell down into a huge Tyler Childers um, rabbit yeah, hole. hole. Oh yeah. And then that mm-hmm. led me to Coulter Wall, and I think it was the Kate McCannon video was the first one that I mm-hmm. saw of his. Oh. And I remember thinking, "There's no way that's that dude's voice." Because right. When you look at Coulter, he doesn't. That's not the voice that should come out of his face.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Especially back then, too. He was even more babyface. He was probably, like, what, 20 years old when that was Yeah, built. 20
4: years old. And then I, I found out his story that he's just a rancher kid from Saskatchewan just killing it. And then he has that voice. Everything that he does just seems so unbelievably authentic getting away from the road and living in like a small trailer on some land and still even now like he's my favorite country music artist going and still when he's on his vacation time he was out there
2: putting up barbed wire like on fences
0: moving and things cows. like that he's yeah. really
4: living the life
0: yeah, yeah
2: he's got a legitimate ranch like he went out and bought several hundred head of cattle i believe a couple years ago <laughs> like that's that's what he does when he's not on tour it's, and Pretty think about admirable. the money that's involved there like I'll right the
4: money that he's making there to invest into something like ranching like yeah. you, most people i make the money that he's making on touring and album sales and doing all that stuff i'm trying to build a life where i could relax his right. idea mm-hmm. of relaxing <laughs> is becoming a guy with <laughs> hundreds of head of cattle yeah
0: yeah i think i think yeah. there's, well, there's I like, like oh you got it sorry man oh um I was just I was about to say like that like you said that that just proves the authenticity of it. It's it really is what he loves and you know what what he wants to do with his life. Uh obviously he wants to, you know, be a musician and and he's an incredible one at that and has a long way to go yet. Um but like you said that that just proves the authenticity and it's not it's not just an act. It's it's really what's what he really loves doing.
2: Yeah, there there's a great uh Blake Berglund quote out there somewhere that was like a year or two after the fact it might have been one year after he bought all of his cattle and he like pretty much sunk anything he had made from music as he's grew up blowing up to this cattle operation and uh, i'm gonna butcher the quote but it was something along the lines of he called him really 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 stupid um <laughs> but i mean yeah it, <laughs> it, it you works you look out at it and you just think <laughs> but if you're a
4: country music fan like that kind of country music and you don't own a couple cattle you got to take your hat off that's one yeah. thing that i've that's one thing i've learned about living in texas is it is gutting to me i went to a garth brooks concert uh about two years ago and somebody said that i was all hat and no cattle and it was the mm-hmm. most gutting mm-hmm. insult
2: i've ever gotten in yeah. my entire
0: life damn yeah that's rough <laughs>
2: that's yeah that's like people always ask us or like with the, the name of our show being hippies and cowboys podcast like we always like to talk about already more hippie or cowboy and like it's always some kind of mix but yeah like me personally i feel like i can't claim the name cowboy like cowboy is that's culture wall like he owns mm-hmm. fucking cows i don't own any cows so it's like shit i might i might, might be a right. lot more hippie <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah i mean you, you're, be, you're better it, off but. to just say you're just to say you're a mix and uh, let somebody try to figure out the what percentage is what (laughs) yeah it's more country i guess than cowboy of anything but
2: i don't know we had cattle growing up i guess a couple but not like an operation so not too far Mm. removed i guess i don't know i'm from iowa how (laughs) cowboy can you be from iowa yeah (laughs) but
0: so have you have you lived in uh have you lived in texas your whole life or no um, so
2: i grew
4: up a florida kid and then i i went on to college in uh, the Panhandle of Florida, and then in North Carolina. And then after that, I was getting ready to actually become a pastor, and which for anybody who reads or listens to my content would probably be surprising that <laughs> yeah. I was going to be a pastor. And I talked to a dude at a church that I was going to work at, and he was a Vietnam veteran, and mm. I was interviewing there for a job, and he said to me, "What are you going to teach me about wisdom about life? You don't know anything. You're a 20 year old kid that." just graduated college. You haven't seen the world. You haven't seen anything. And I thought, yeah, like that you are absolutely right. And there was a war going on. So I decided to join the Marine Corps to get a little bit of life experience and got more than I bargained for and stuck around for a little while. And then my entire like worldview basically changed. So that's kind of Mm -hmm. where how I got to where I'm at. But deep down inside I'm still the country kid from fifteen minutes from Alabama and Cantonment, Florida that grew up listening to country music and that's what i love like you guys talk about country music all the time uh, you want to hear some of my favorite artists i'll go through like the ones that come off the top of my brain real quick yeah, so i've got culture walls my number one currently number two i have tyler childers i like pony bradshaw a ton mm. i like uncle lucius a lot Thank and you. then i would probably say still chris stapleton but i'm i, I like him in a band setting more so than solo
2: yeah. Oh, so okay. are you familiar with a lot of like with old, that opinion, old uh, Stapleton Steel Drivers? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that, yeah. dude, that is, that is That's ageless music right there.
4: And there's another little band that I don't know if you guys had ever heard of them or not. They're called the, the Steel Wheels, uh, which is different than the Steel Drivers. They are from right outside of Lexington, Virginia, and they are like a almost like a modern bluegrass,
2: but slower are you they talking are incredible. steel wheels or steel, steel wheels yeah steel wheels huh yeah they're interesting really there's there's a, a band called the steel woods too that are, that's amazing yeah, the steel um, wheels if you want to listen to like steel their best
4: wheels. best track it's called
2: uh rain in the valley and it is unbelievably mm-hmm. good all right i will look forward to that thank you i just googled steel wheels and it just came up with a bunch of pictures of a car car tire rims so i will <laughs> i will try again later <laughs> be a little bit more specific in my search but dude that's that's a a hell of a list there too and it's it's always interesting to to hear like how how somebody gets down to that rabbit hole too because it's like you know you said you grew up listening to country music like we did did and then i don't know did you ever get like sick of what you're hearing on the radio cuz like for me like probably around like end of my high school which wasn't that long you know as 2010 ish um that's when i started to like realize a little bit like this i don't like this <laughs> anymore like yeah. you don't really know what's going on you don't like i wasn't paying attention to the change that's happening in the in the music but i kind of totally kicked country music to the side for a long time until i was introduced to tyler childers first act well turnpike troubadours then tyler childers mm. and Coulter wall those are like the first three that pulled me in and whiskey myers but mm-hmm. and then i was like discovered this whole new world um and then it just made me like despise the like what you're hearing on the radio and what you're getting fed um on the radio so much more um and I, I was just curious if you had like a similar thing where you ever like listen to country radio and you're just like what in the fuck? <laughs> you know not really
4: i, I guess i am kind of different when i'm listening. On the radio, I listen now. It's changed so much from how I grew up, and you listen to music. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you had CDs and mixtapes or whatever, you primarily listen to the radio when you were riding around in the yeah. car. Now, I don't do that. Like, if I have, why would I, when I have a perfect list on Spotify that I love or artists that I can go mm-hmm. through and go to Tyler Childers and be like Tyler Childers Radio? And it's going to be things that are in that same vein. So that's kind of what I do. But I've always gone through phases in music where I'll go from where I like this kind of stuff, where I really love just really artful, soulful country music. Then I'll also like deep, dirty South rap, like trap music, like Kevin Gates and T.I. and stuff like that. So I fluctuate a ton. I just like whatever music genre I'm listening to, I like to listen to the most raw version of that. So oh, yeah. it's, I don't like, like if I'm listening to rap, I'm not going to listen to Puff Daddy. I'm listening to Kevin Gates. If I'm listening to country, I'm not going to listen to, uh, like Shania Twain. I'm going to listen to Coulter Wall. Like that, that's just kind of how I do things with music.
2: I dig it. I dig it a lot. <clears throat> All right. Um, oh yeah. What is our time? Do we need to go to our next song? Is that a good time for it? probably i think so do you want to hear another song chaps oh yeah let's do all it. right um so this next one that we're going to play is also going to be on Coulter's new album uh it's called western swing and waltzes it's only a couple weeks young right probably yeah a couple weeks since they released that single um and it's a real good one um real classic Coulter wall uh you, you really title, you, track. You just, title track you're gonna you listen to it and you'll Put yourself right in the plains burning a burning a dart uh staring off into the distance um that's just the kind of song it is but um western swinging waltzes enjoy it culture wall
3: east of beautiful alberta north of old montana Living's fine when the springtime's kind to a bovine raising man. But they sort them and stretch them and tail them down like they did in days gone by. Good slap fence and common sense are there in short supply. But the iron still hits the fire. Ropes thrown straight and true. And they scorch their hides till upon their sides the brand is showing through. And the springtime turns with the coolies curve. And it's summer once again. We'll be tie, I o at the rodeo. And we pray our buddies. It's Western Swing and Waltzes Like to wear out your boots And it's horsehair Hair Floors And Louis L'Amour After they close the shoes they've up all the rank ones And the Chucks are out of sight It's Western Swing and Waltzes In Saskatchewan tonight In Saskatchewan Tonight It's western Swing and waltzes In Saskatchewan
0: Welcome back here and everybody that was western swing and waltzes from coulter wall that is the title track off of the upcoming album that releases august 28th keep your eyes peeled for that one and we uh hopefully get a couple more singles before then but uh, <laughs> yeah. definitely go onto the website and pre-order that one you get a sweet little sweet little bundle with it so uh, i think some maybe a koozie and some stickers or something if i remember yeah i don't
4: want the singles to come out before the album like, right i, I, I know I, we
0: were just talking about that yeah. i
4: like it where it's thanksgiving rules like i don't want to go in and pick on a little bit of the turkey here and there give right. me the full fucking meal whenever it yeah. comes the whole thing
0: out. i yeah. Just, yeah i hate when, when they buy... release like five or six singles yeah. and mm-hmm. then you're like i've heard all of it now yeah yep yeah. whereas i so mean I buy one the... or two is okay i want to buy you the, know, the whole three, album
2: but... and i want to put it on, and then just like, that's what I play in the car anytime I'm in the car for the next two weeks. That's what I'm listening to, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what I did with Jason Isbell's last album and Joshua Gray Walker's and Vince That's, you just cycle through them. I love doing that, but, all right, Chax, I gotta oh, know. Sure. Where were you the first time you heard Fraulein with Coulter and Tyler together?
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I was actually on a plane. I went to Spotify or might have been Amazon music and just downloaded everything. You know, you can go in and click that toggle right and I just downloaded everything and it came on. And I had I used to have a Coulter and Tyler playlist where it was just one of their two where I would just sit back on a plane, just relaxing and going for three hours because I took that trip so often from San Antonio to New York. So I would just sit back and listen to it. And then I looked and I was like, they're both on this track. That's unbelievable. So then I kind of went down a YouTube hole, like seeing if they're on anything else together. Just those two voices so distinct and so different. Unreal true.
0: Yeah, so different. Yeah. yeah. So different.
2: For for me, like that moment listening to that song was like you're got like instant like classic memory of like I'll know where I was at. Like where were you when the Cubs won the World Series? Where were you when Iowa pissed pounded Ohio State? you know, 50 something to 17, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like you're going to get taken right back to that moment. And for me, I was, I was driving to Lincoln, Nebraska to watch Iowa piss pound Nebraska. Um, and we, my buddy puts it on cause he introduced me to both of those two, but I hadn't heard the song yet. So it starts with Coulter. And then after the first verse, you can hear it, the pick pattern in the background. I was like, dude, those sound like Tyler Childers licks. And his face mm-hmm. is just like, Oh, just you wait <laughs> I, want <to>
3: watch <laughs> <enjoy>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know something you don't know, and then yeah. dude, yeah, that is one of the all time great great covers out there, for sure yeah I was so. telling
4: I was talking to somebody from uh Coulter's camp and saying that he has the epitome of what you would think going into old Western or just right. driving, like you know he could take his entire album. And legit just strap a GoPro to the front of an 18-wheeler and release it of him driving (laughs) through some small Arizona town. And that's the entire video, just a 50-minute album of him (laughs) going through stoplights. (laughs) And you'd watch the entire thing on YouTube because that's what it's for. I mean, there's this little meat shop here in San Antonio called Shots Meat Shop in Holotis, Texas. And oh, I love getting horror. out there, you go, you go out through through the rolling hills of Texas, and uh-huh. it's dry. There's cactus. There's all kinds of stuff on the side. Going out there to pick up a venison order that had been dropped off and is ready to come back home. Listening to Coulter, it just feels right. It just feels right. like you're in the right spot on the planet,
2: dude. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's the imagery of that too. Like we were down there earlier this summer, and it's like the. Those hills that you're talking about, it's like you feel like after the next turn, you're going to look over and there's going to be Clint Eastwood like on a horse over there yeah, somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> like... I mean, that's
4: the reason why it's Willie Nelson's favorite place is floors in Texas because it yeah. just has that Texas feel. That's what's great about San Antonio. It's like the biggest yeah. town that's small in the entire world. Oh, it's
2: it's so much smaller than I ever would have thought it was, too. Like, you're, yeah. yeah. But yeah, super cool. Um, yeah. <clears throat> also charlie crockett if you haven't got into the charlie crockett Mm -hmm. rabbit hole yeah that there's some like west texas
0: imagery in there i know you're a big fan too uh well i don't know how big of a fan but i think i i think i seen i dug through some of your of your twitter account trying to see who else you were a fan of i seen a video of you singing uh rodeo by garth brooks on there yeah i'm a huge garth brooks guy Yeah. And that was the second the second time I seen you post was you posted something to do with Garth Brooks or whatever and that's when I reached out to you but uh I stayed How I, do you guys I feel think about Lost Dog Street there. band? I was just about to ask you about Benjamin Todd. Oh yeah. I love
3: Benjamin Todd.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Dude. Yeah. That's a deep his, cut too like that he's not that well known. Shocking.
4: His still, his story is unbelievable going from a hobo and legit riding trains and having hobo tattooed across his neck the stories of him and his wife whenever they go back to the old cabin that they used to live in and i Mm. i think that that kind of storytelling the art of storytelling and sitting around a campfire with a nice glass of whiskey and listening to somebody like benjamin todd strumming on a banjo or strumming on an old guitar good god man doesn't get much better
0: yeah he's a you know he's he's another one where you really believe, you know, those songs are like lived in mm-hmm. experience. That's they're, they're authentic, you know, and, and to me that's, I mean, Char- Charlie Crockett has a bit of that uh, background too. I mean, busking and just kind of bouncing all over the place, just drifting, you know, and, and Coulter's music, as we talked about before with, uh, you know, the whole, the Western, the cowboy sound, um, th- those three are, probably the top three that come to mind when you think of authenticity and lived in experiences mm-hmm. <laughs> to me and yeah like you said that it, it makes for the best music because you know it's real <laughs> i
2: was just watching a benjamin todd interview the other day and he was talking about how like it was like his lifestyle right like he was like a busker, like that's how he made his money you know like and he wrote these songs about what he was experiencing, but he wrote it like as a survival mechanism, you know? And mm-hmm. he said at, at one point, uh, someone came up and said that one of his songs really helped them. Like they were suicidal, and this really helped them through a lot of tough times because they could relate so so much to it. And he's like, Is that at that, that point, like he realized how much his words matter, you know? Like, I mm-hmm. think um, he said, Words matter or something, something like you can change the world with it. And I think that's something that's so far lost in a lot of what you hear uh nowadays on um, no doubt and and he yeah he just nails it perfectly um, him and a bunch of others a few others not a bunch of others a few others nail it but yeah it's a lost thing but, so Benjamin Todd if you've never heard of him anybody listening, lost Dog street band or yeah. he's got solo stuff too Mm good bone chilling stuff but um
0: yeah um Um, let's jump into our uh our rapid fires we'll we'll put you through the through the ringer here and see see how well you do all right you wanna you want to kick it off mike
2: yeah i'll start it off um you know it's we're talking to you you're from barstool so i'll start with uh what's your least favorite college sports team oh uh
4: miami hurricanes not even close. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Not even, not even close. Yeah. Um, if you had to pick an animal to be eaten by, what animal <laughs> would you pick? Probably hippo. I think it'd be over
4: with real quick. Like they, ca- I, if I'm gonna die by an animal, I okay. want it to be ruthless and bone crushing. Uh, and I think that a hippo would oblige.
0: I would have never thought of a hippo. Dude, they're like one hippo. of the most. Are they?
2: They're one of the most deadly animals in the world. Yeah, biggest killer Are they in they carnivorous? Uh, yeah. yeah. I thought they were herbivores oh, yeah. no. for some reason. No, they're mean. Oh, okay. They're mean? You're just watching okay. too many videos of them <laughs> crushing the watermelons. hmm Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look um, all innocent there. Uh, yeah, that could be your head, actually. Um, yeah, definitely. Okay, if you could play a role in a TV show, what TV show do you want to play a role in? Like, live it my actual life or be the actor? <sighs> Either or.
0: I, so like, you could, my you, actual,
4: could, you could, my actual life. I'll go with Hannibal, the remake of uh, Silence of the Lambs. I wow. think that, that dude, if you've never seen that show, it's on Netflix now. I think that is the single greatest network TV show of all time. And it didn't get a lot of like critical acclaim or anything like that. But the way that the dude played Hannibal is just unreal. That show should have been picked up by HBO or Netflix or something like that. It was that good, and it was on NBC, like over-the-air network NBC. Hmm. I wish it was done by, like, uh, Showtime or something like that where they could have gotten a lot more graphic because the way that they went about it was incredible. So i pick Hannibal for the one that I would actually want to live and uh, play I think I would love to do any of the lines written by Larry David. So Larry David from his mm-hmm. TV show or oh, cool. any of the characters from Seinfeld would work for me. Fair Yeah.
2: Enough. Good. Hannibal was not at the top of my list that I would ever imagine someone would answer, but the <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: you backed it up. All right. Yeah. <laughs> good, good defense. Um, I will ask you, uh, what's your favorite karaoke song? Oh, probably More Than a feeling by Boston. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Can we get get an example? Yeah, I'm going (laughs) to need to hear (laughs) a sample. sample Yeah, I (laughs) can do that.
4: I just love – well, I say that because it comes to mind because I had my co-host on ZBT. They acted like I was a giant weirdo by asking them – if they had a certain go-to song when they get new headphones, or they get a new car, or they get new speakers in their car, of what they listen to. Mine is More Than A feeling by Boston because it has everything. It has hi-hats, it has guitar rips, it has heavy bass lines from the bass guitar. It has a little bit of everything. So you can hear everything that a stereo or headphones should be able to do by Boston's More Than A feeling, So that's why I always have that song on my mind.
0: Fair enough, I like that, okay. Mm. Okay. Another yeah. way to back that up again. Yeah, yeah.
2: but we predict, <laughs> or you predicted, you'd be good at this, and you were not wrong. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, let's say you have to go somewhere that's about twelve hours away. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather road trip or fly?
4: Uh, twelve hours, I am going to fly, um, depending on the big cities that I'm have to go to. Oh, now, yeah. if it's a twelve hour trip from let's say san antonio to pensacola florida because that's 12 hours i'd probably drive that yeah if it's 12 hours from here to san diego which it's a little bit more than that i would probably fly just because the road trip is so boring going west on texas like from san antonio to el paso that there's no way i wouldn't want to do that one
3: yeah
4: direction
2: and city i have to go to yeah
4: play a big part
2: right i get that like yeah, like a like a five hour road trip in Iowa. Like you can go to like like four hours away to St. Louis, three hours Chicago, four and a half Minneapolis. Like you can go cool places, but like if you're driving to like Sioux Falls, like the most like it's like five hours and it is excruciating. And like when you get there, there's just fucking nothing. So I totally get what you're talking about. <laughs> well, and you don't want to go through big cities either. Like if you said you right. have to go north, then
4: I'd have to go through. Austin and Dallas and gonna hit traffic in both of those cities? Oh, no thanks. Terrible traffic. Yeah, that's the shit. Yeah. Austin
0: okay, you wanna avoid those cities. Yeah. Um what is something you've learned in the last week? Uh
4: that I'm getting decent at home renovation stuff like i Hmm. had never in my life diy goofing yeah diy goofing if you haven't seen it check it out it's a good time
2: i like that i went three
4: (laughs) about three months ago well when quarantine started my truck got stolen and so i decided to get an older truck and do a little bit of work on it for content because we were really struggling i mean there was no sports there's no really anything going on. Everything shut down. Right. So things that you could get new audience with or keep them interested was what we were looking for. So I thought the yeah. car industry is huge. Let me try that out. And I couldn't even put fender flares on my truck. I The first time I tried <laughs> to use a circular saw, I didn't know how to use it. I, it took me like two hours to put on the blade of the circular saw. It took me four hours to put on the blade of a miter saw. And probably- now... <laughs> And it probably because you'd weekend, have people built, yelling at you on Twitter. I know. And people, my, my producer Kyle was pissed. Like, I, this weekend, <laughs> I went out and no plans. I did it all in my brain. I built nice. eight foot steps on my porch. I put in a new rail system. I built this huge cabinet that's by me without any plans, just made that up. I'm going to do a pool table. I've learned so much about different tools now. So when people come yeah. over and they ask me a question, like I had to take my, uh, call it a car place recently to get a part knowing what to call the part and knowing what it does is something that I've never been able to do in 38 years and now in the last five months I felt like that portion of my brain is opened hell yeah
0: that's awesome yeah and like I said that would be miserable because I mean if you're if you're posting all that all that stuff on on Twitter and whatnot you'd have people yelling at you like what do you got One hundred and thirty-eight thousand followers they'd be trying to trying to give you lessons and no 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 do it like this no fuck that yeah so you would have that
4: and like i did get a lot of that at first like what the fuck are you doing chaps like what but <laughs> i'm also good about knowing my limits like when i turned on the angle grinder i immediately turned it off i was like that's too much for me <laughs> like that's yeah, cool. i don't like that i'm not ready for an angle <laughs> grinder yet so i knew to I put don't it like
2: down. that <laughs> That's fine.
0: Know your knowing your limitations. You is go. like yep. Yeah, Maybe maybe one of the things that uh, is most important when you're fucking around with tools, no doubt. All right. I think I do I have one more or two more. Yeah, one. You got two more. I got I two more. Got two All more. right.
2: I'll do this one. I'll do uh, biggest pet peeve.
4: Uh, <clears throat> soft talkers. People who don't open their bitch ass mouth when they talk to me. I cannot stand it when somebody whispers at me. Just just speak.
0: Just speak. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? I didn't hear. I didn't hear. Anything. <laughs> Open your bitch-ass mouth. <laughs> Talk to me, motherfucker. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to ask you... Um, okay, I've asked this question, I think, three times on here, and nobody's ever given me a good answer. Ooh. Um. So let's see what happens here. What is the funniest-sounding, non-funny word? Oh, God. That's because it's Ooh, a hard fucking
3: question.
4: non funny word i mean queef is good what uh, is queef? queef queef
0: that's kind of funny though <laughs> yeah that is a funny word though. <laughs> it's kind of a funny word well it's a medical
4: condition if you're constantly doing it, it if it's your mom that's yeah, performing yeah, yeah. that verb you're not it's not
0: funny <laughs> that's one way to look at it like yeah <laughs> yeah i guess that could be that could be poor <laughs> It's not maybe not that funny if it's in that context <laughs> yeah but uh yeah. nana walking okay. around the golf
4: course queefing her ass off not very great
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> could it's be an issue messing up your you're on the tee box and your backswing and mm-hmm. oh
4: yeah yeah too much air I'm in the vagina up. it'll get you
0: you'll be <laughs> in the he- you'll be in the heavy fescue if uh okay if you hear that so so this isn't
2: too much of a rapid-fire question, but it's the last one. And uh, my buddy, uh, he's the biggest... Oh, I got one more. He, oh, do you? Well, <laughs> anyways, my buddy is like the biggest Barstool sports fan I know. So when I found out we were having you on, uh, I asked him for, for some advice. Um, and he just wanted uh, me to ask you about the story. And I, I think I wrote it down correctly as how he worded it, but butthole eyes?
4: Yeah, so I... There was a, you know, some of the biggest moments that you have in a business like Barstool is like something that you don't think is going to blow up at all. So I think that day I had already written like four blogs. I needed one more just to kind of get the day over with. And I saw a picture that came across of Pete Davidson. And I was like, man, his fucking eyes look like buttholes in this picture. (laughs) And so I just quickly, it took me maybe 10 minutes, five minutes to write this blog. Does Pete Davidson have butthole eyes? The next thing I know, Ariana Grande's tweeting at me, and all kinds of stuff going on. It was picked up by Inside Edition and all these different places, and it was just like Holy a throwaway shit. blog to me. Like did, yeah. I didn't take any time in doing, and it just went bananas. And still, to this day, it's been over a year. There, every day since, somebody will call Pete Davidson butthole eyes on Twitter every day. <laughs> The Google chart of butthole eyes searches, where you know you can look up search term, it's like flatline yeah. absolutely nothing, and then on that day it's like a rocket. <laughs> well <laughs> and, and since
0: it's the, Yeah. Now it's just like a job. colloquial phrase that people use. <laughs> who the fuck? that's hilarious. Who the
2: fuck is just searching butthole eyes before that? <laughs> right. Nobody. Dude, that's gotta, so funny. Someone's gotta look so into that if they if they were.
0: Oh my God, that's amazing! <laughs> all right, I'm glad. I'm, you shout out, Rusty. That you, was a good one. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's amazing. All right, my last one. My last one is you have to pick two people to fight in a no rules cage match. Who, Who can you can pick anybody? Who's, anybody who's fighting? Anybody uh, at all, living or dead?
4: Uh, i would real go or fake? With Vern Troyer and James Madison.
0: I'm not going to sit here and act like I know who either of those people <laughs> Vern
4: are. Vern Troyer's mini-me, like the guy that played yeah. mini-me and Austin Powers. Movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, if I'm walking no-holds bar and they can do whatever they want to, I want two people that yeah. I know I can whoop their asses. So Vern Troyer right. is going to be number one. And James Madison, a lot of people don't know this about old James Madison, the former president of the United right. States. Yeah. Five-foot-two, little fella. I'm really? whooping the shit oh, out wow. of James
2: Madison. Oh, you're fighting them. Okay. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't catch that. Oh. Normally, it's your no, picking two, pick people, two, to two people to fight against each, each other. Against oh, I, thought
4: it I have to fight two people at the same. That would time. still be hilarious, though. Yeah. No, I don't think that would. I would change my answer. Yeah, that that answer makes a pick. whole lot more sense now, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't pick. I wouldn't pick old Vernon if I could pick anybody just to fight. This guy oh, likes watching little people fight.
2: fight?
4: <laughs> anybody in the world, I would probably do oh i mean i know you guys said you don't do politics i would trump's definitely
0: going in the ring yeah for sure usually he's usually in there when i ask <laughs> this question so don't worry about it
4: trump's got to go in the ring i would probably yep. let's see maybe against Kanye, I think Kanye and Ooh. Trump would be a nice little fight right that now. That would be, dude. Right. The pay per
2: view. Oh my god. No shit. Yeah, be out of control.
0: Could, yeah. That could fund both their campaigns if they <laughs> if they made that pay per view. Think
4: about the pay per view buys that would have if yeah. Mayweather and uh and McGregor got a hundred million buys or whatever they got. More. That would
2: this be 10
0: billion. Like yeah. everybody's oh. buying that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I also I thought think, it would be cool. I, I, think, I had
4: a uh, Will Hurd on my show and we talked about how Will Hurd is a Republican congressman from Texas and Beto O'Rourke was uh-huh. a Democratic congressman from Texas and they had to go back to D.C. And so they did a live stream of them driving from El Paso all the way to Washington, D.C. Oh, my God. I said to Will Hurd, because it's coronavirus, you can't have people in the seats for debates. They should make Trump and Biden drive together in a Lincoln Navigator (laughs) where they just do a debate and they go from Washington, D.C. down to Miami and back. So that'd be like a 24 hour. Trump has to drive halfway. Biden has to drive halfway and they have to divvy up who's driving what so we can see who can pay attention to everything, who can answer whenever they're distracted. You would see everything that you needed to see in less than 12 hours.
0: I would throw in that they have to drive a single cab, a single cab pickup truck and the moderator has to sit in the middle oh, in the bitch seat
4: and a stick shift so you can concentrate on doing multiple things at one time. There, there is a go. 0% yeah. chance either of them know how to drive a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think more likely though? I think Biden would be more likely. No. You think so? No shot a dude from Manhattan. I don't Manhattan. think Trump's ever
0: driven anywhere in his life though. Yeah, no, no
4: shot a dude from Manhattan knows how to drive a stick. No.
0: I'd I think i think that would be entertaining to be to in, stick in to be itself it's like
2: we're doing this big thing dc miami back to dc they're taking turns driving and they can't get out of the parking lot because they don't know how to drive stick <laughs> that's an issue that's a i mean
4: problem. that think about how much that would skew the election though like oh. it, all the southern dudes watching trump put it in to try to pop the clutch and do all kinds of stuff they'd be like
0: what is this guy doing <laughs> You know, people changing sides over that. <laughs> They'd be like, nope, he doesn't know how to drive a clutch. That's pretty well, much yes. what I mean. That's that would probably be the least fucking strange thing to happen in 2020. That's Anderson the sad part. Cooper
4: explaining to uh, like doing a live moderation of Trump trying to go up a hill while stopped. <laughs> he's, dri- yeah. he's riding in the bed of the truck,
2: just like. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're we're onto something here, boys. Yeah, big time. yeah. I,
0: I, I think this should be a thing. Yeah, I well, uh, I hope this blows. Maybe this will be like butthole eyes. It'll blow mm-hmm. up and become a thing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, oh my god. Well, that's it. You made it through the rapid yeah. fire questions, dude. Um, that was fun. We're,
2: that was one of the more fun ones,
0: as expected. Yeah, lived up to the name. As expected, that's right. Um, exactly.
2: Well, shall we wrap up pop a little bit? I think,
0: uh, or, yeah, we could probably wrap yeah. it. Up. I just wanted to throw in that the one of my favorite answers to that cage match question was uh, Putin versus Trump. Ooh, mm-hmm. I would like that because I I definitely like to watch that.
4: Putle's I don't like, know. I mean, a hockey player. He's <clears throat> thrown some fists. Putin's before. in shape. Yeah. Putin's
0: in shape. That guy's. Kanye's
4: getting
2: changed. more. Kanye's getting more pay per view for being like. Buys, though. Though. I think you got to
4: <laughs> go with the guy whose favorite hobby is hockey over the guy whose favorite hobby is golf. You don't want to fight anybody from Russia. I'm convinced.
0: No, I don't. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass.
2: Yep. Okay. (laughs) Check and check.
0: A a wise man once said. (laughs) 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 All right. Well. All right, man. Well, yeah, we could probably wrap it up, I guess, unless you got some other stuff we want to talk about. We talked about Garth Brooks. We talked about uh, Benjamin Todd. Talked about most importantly Coulter wall once again everybody august 28th keep your eyes peeled for western swing and waltzes and other punchy songs from our good friend Coulter. um can't wait for that one yeah so stoked we will stoked stoked
2: well we got we got chaps pick coming up to to send it off so I think chaps should talk a little bit on why it's his pick if, if you want to mm-hmm Sure, I think uh, this
4: next song is called Thinking on a Woman by Culture Wall. I think it's the perfect example of a country little love ballad that's not exactly a love ballad, that if you're not listening to the words, you're not paying attention, you have no idea what it's about. I think it's fantastic, Thinking on a Woman. I think it's the go-to song to uh, get things going right, starting it off. Maybe you guys should do that if you're listening now, do a little liquor cabinet music and take a shot or something.
0: Hell yeah. Oh, did you say take a Hell shot? yeah, and you can- okay (laughs) if you insist (laughs) you uh you uh brought that on (laughs) um well man thanks so much for joining us dude this was uh this was a lot of fun yeah i had a great time and we're uh we appreciate what you do over at or over at barstool i'm gonna have to i listened to a little bit of uh of uh the podfathers earlier today while i was diy goofing yeah so i'm definitely gonna have to dig into some more of that and uh yeah once again just appreciate the hell out of you for uh, for joining yeah. us and and doing what you do writing the blogs and uh like i said showcasing a little bit of uh, music that maybe not everybody's heard of before yeah it's a pretty big pleasure. deal coming coming from you over at barstool so the, the original uh, sports
2: it. troll on twitter coming all exactly the way to right. do a, a culture wall <laughs> podcast episode who'd have thought yeah <laughs>
0: Um, you can take you can take some you know take a second to plug the podcasts and the radio show and all that fun stuff right now if you want. Or... Sure,
4: follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Zero Block Thirty. Uh, we talk to everybody from um, congressmen, senators, things like that, and also to. Medal of Honor recipients, people who just have jobs and supply in the military and talk about current events, but it's mostly very lighthearted show. You'll listen to it. You'll laugh. Even if you're not in the military, if you've ever watched Top Gun or A Few Good Men and you enjoyed that, you can like our show, too. <laughs> it's a little bit for everybody, so we really enjoy doing that, and the Chaps and Kate show is on Sirius XM, Channel 85, Barstool Radio from 4 to
0: 5 o'clock Eastern Time, Monday through Friday.
2: Rock on, man. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. And we uh, everybody else, make sure you go give Chaps a follow on Twitter. Check out the podcasts. And uh, like I said, August 28th, keep your eyes peeled for Western Swing and Waltzes and other punchy songs from Coulter Wall. And we are going to leave you today with one off of Songs of the Plains. And that one is titled Thinking on a Woman. Thanks for listening, everybody.
3: Sweetly taking his time Drinking all the straight rye Chasing it with red wine Heavy on his troubled mind Sweetly taking his time Trying to make it all right Thinking on a woman, thinking on a woman, he's tuning up the CB. Can anybody hear me? Cause I'm headed down to number three. got dead lies to me Pulling up to see me Hoping it will free me Thinking on a woman Thinking all that woman He's been singing sad songs, thinking how she's long gone. He's treating those that love him wrong, as ornery as the night is long. He's been singing sad songs, thinking how she's long gone. Thinking on that woman, thinking on that woman. Burning up the midnight oil, a special brand of big, great toil. It's enough to make your blood boil. These mountain roads will prove my foil. Burning up in the midnight old Don't shuffle off this mortal coil Thinking on a woman Thinking on a woman
0: That was Speedy Creek, Saskatchewan's own Coulter Wall bringing you Thinking on a Woman. Hope y'all enjoyed that one. Hope y'all enjoyed hearing cowpoke, western and waltzes, and that one in this episode. We would like to thank Uncle Chaps for sitting down and talking about some music with us. That's a busy guy right there. And as I have said multiple times during this podcast, please keep your eye out for... Western Swing and Waltzes and Other Punchy Songs from The Man, Coulter Wall. And make sure that you head on over to CoulterWall.com and click on his shop. There you'll be able to find and pre order Western Swing and Waltzes and Other Punchy Songs. That will be out on August the 28th. There's a standard edition vinyl there, there's a deluxe limited edition vinyl, along with uh, CDs, and uh, of course, lots of other dope stuff in the store t-shirts hats stickers you name it go uh, show cult or some support as always if you are a new listener to this podcast we please ask you to subscribe and join the conversation with us on Twitter Instagram Facebook all that good stuff we love every bit of it and if you get the notion you can ge- leave us a tip our PayPal I will leave in the description to this podcast and we were We appreciate the hell out of every cent that you guys are willing to send us. Coming up shortly on the show, I am in the process of editing another episode we recorded this same day as Uncle Chaps, and uh, that was with the fantastic Jamie Wyatt. Really excited for you guys to hear that one. And not only that, we have an absolute slew of guests coming up. We are really excited. We got about six or seven of them booked up for the next few weeks so it's going to be a busy couple weeks you can look forward to hearing from our friend vincent neil emerson once again uh that'll be the next one after jamie and then uh we've got a couple exciting ones lined up next week and uh, i guess you'll just have to wait and see who that might be so thanks a lot for listening guys like i said please go subscribe to the podcast share it with your friends Make sure to give us a follow on all of those social media platforms, and we love hearing from you guys. Jump in, join the conversation. I'm out.